One of the best things I ever did in my life was to lift myself out of the stable job into my own business, uh, which certainly reduced the safety. It was a little less stable for a while. However, strong routines, a great business model, and some confidence can get you back in the game. Welcome to Think, Act, Get with James Shramko and Ezra Firestone. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. So join in now as we discuss how you can think differently, act faster, and get high-performance results in your business. Hi there, listener. Welcome back to another episode of Think, Act, Get. Ezra Firestone here with my partner, as always, James Shramko. James, how are you, man? Good, thanks, Ezra. How are you going? Man, I'm feeling rested. I was in Vegas for 10 days, which I highly do not recommend. Uh, I think Vegas for any more than like 48 hours is too much. But it was an interesting thing, you know, it was for one of these big conferences and I think, you know, I got I got some really good positive feedback that inflated my ego, which was our last episode. People told me I was the best speaker and all this kind of stuff and it, it made me feel pretty good because I've been really working on catering my content and my delivery to be more, you know, uh, usable and, and perceivable and acceptable to the people who I'm talking to. And so it felt good. Does that mean slowing it down by about 50%? It, yeah, it literally meant half the slides. I started with 200 slides. Everyone does it. Every single person who's a content subject matter expert, but not necessarily a speaker, when they start speaking... They have a tendency to deliver far too much. It's unprocessable. Yeah. I did it. First time I spoke at a big event, I don't think a single person in the room knew what I was talking about, <laughs> except for one One lady bought my training because she thought that I seemed honest, <laughs> but she didn't have a clue about anything I spoke about. <laughs> she was not, didn't know what you were talking about, but you sounded like you were you were telling the truth. It's like I could have been speaking alien. It would have made no difference because I was... I just had, hadn't calibrated my presentation to the learning pace of a non-internet marketing savvy audience. Totally, totally. And I think that you know these these guys did something really great where they um they gave me a survey ahead of time. They surveyed their audience ahead of time, and then they gave me a survey that told me where the audience was. Okay, half of them from the United States, half of them aren't. Seventy percent of them are don't have a product live yet. Thirty percent do. Like they gave me some stats on the audience, which allowed me to tailor my content specifically to the group, and I think that really helped. Yeah. So today's episode is on a subject that you know a whole lot about, and I think you're my role model in this area, and that I've been really working on and getting much better at. But it's an area of my life that I haven't had a lot of. It's about stability. It's particularly related to business. I have stability in many areas of my life, but. Business has been one where it's been tough, and I'll talk about that in a moment. It's a quality related to strength, but it's more about the strength needed to stay solid and supported rather than like rigid, brute force kind of strength. So stability, what is it, how are you using it, and how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we're looking at in this episode of Think, Act, Get. Well, I know you said it affects your business, but I think a lot of it can relate to how you grew up because, uh, you know, the way... You know, your, your upbringing does tend to shape a lot of your behaviors and you carry that approach to everything in your life, including the way you operate your business. And if you look at a lot of entrepreneurs, many of them had unusual circumstances as children, especially a lot of them probably had poverty or shifting around. So that's how they learned more about communication and coping with change. Yep. I had really stable upbringing. I had very... 
loving parents, uh, all very normal. Uh, they're still together. We moved around a little bit in the first part of my life, but then probably from when I was nine or ten, we stayed in one place till until I was like 17 or 18. And it's the normal upper middle class suburb and, you know, nice upbringing. So I think that gave me a good base to work off. Total. But there's certainly I've had to do a lot of work on myself since then to break out of traditional thinking, you know, the normal school system and the normal employee mindset and definitely uh, cut my own path since then. Are you, I'm, I'm going to talk about a couple things. First, I want to clarify something. Then I want to say a couple things that are going to relate to what I'm hoping that you'll talk about. The first is that my business is actually, for the last two years, better than it's ever been. But what I hadn't been taking into consideration is how much... The, so the thing that's been causing instability for me is travel. And, and I've just been jumping at every opportunity, traveling everywhere, doing everything. And what I hadn't been taking into uh, consideration was not only just the monetary cost of that travel, but quite literally just the overall cost of the travel on my health, on my life, on my ability to get into routines and produce. And when I look at what I could have produced over the last year, had I not traveled as much, I see it as significantly. I don't think I did anything wrong. I think I made the right choices. But looking ahead, I'm quite excited about not going anywhere and just stick getting dug into routine and seeing what I can do with that level of stability. Because if you think about stability physically, if you're thinking about like your joint being stable, it means that it has enough strength to stay situated properly as you do whatever movement you're trying to do. And an unstable joint is constantly out of balance in a way that can create injury and you have to, you know, and make you be less effective in whatever movement you're doing. And then if we look at stability emotionally, which is something I feel like I know a whole lot about, there's some some of the same qualities there, right? Like it's not about being rigid and always being the same in same emotional state. It's about having a secure baseline state, which is something you do really well in business that you can easily return to as you go out go throughout your life. So stability is something that like we value really highly in partnerships. It's not something you've had in this podcast partnership, by the way, uh, but it's something we value really highly in partnerships and in interpersonal relationships and in business partnerships. So if we think about a partnership being stable. Like if there's a really good status quo that you can count on that status quo and you can return to it time and time again and you can depend on it, then when things come up and you go through different situations and you're hit with these various things, you can always count on that kind of stable partnership, that good foundation. So creating stability for yourself, like what are the things that you need to have in place in order to have a good baseline for yourself, like in order to create stability so that if you have that stability, it allows you to handle all the other things in your life better. So if you make sure that you have all the things that you need and you lay your foundation on something that you can control, then you're better able to handle the other things in your life, which is something I think you do phenomenally well in business and in life, right? Like you've got your routine of surfing and your routine of content. And one of the things that I've learned from you is that routines create stability. And my constant travel schedule gave me no way to create a routine. Wow. I agree. It is like stone and, and it's solid, right? And it lasts the test of time, like those pyramids. And I think some one reason some people aren't stable is they're not prepared to put in the effort and, and strength work involved in building that stable base. Mm, totally. It's really easy just to flit around. It's also more fun. You know, one thing I've learned from as a kid riding a bicycle with training wheels, that, you know, the stability of having training wheels is great. You don't fall over that much. But it's also not that much fun and you, you can't explore the off-road tracks and, and you know get the same maneuverability that you can without the training wheels. So 
I think some people are also addicted to change and they love the thrill of something different all the time. Same with surfing. I've learned that a very stable board, like a really big board, is also not as maneuverable uh, when you are able to surf better. A smaller, more pointy board is a lot more fun and challenging and exciting and exhilarating than a big long log. So I think it's good to start with a strong base and to put in the effort to get that base and then to make other elements more dynamic. So the the stability that I have is the routine that I use to hinge my life around and the fun and the, the freedom and the flexibilities are the elements of challenge that I put there to to test and constantly reinsure myself that I'm able to deal with change because I think the more you can deal with change, the less you need stability. The more stable you are, the more safety you have. And the more safety you have, the more boring things can become. So there is that fine balance somewhere in between. But I agree, you were a little bit unstable <laughs> last year and that puts it puts a strain on everything. There's a huge energy cost of travel. There's a psychological cost. It's been a tough year, man. I'm moving. I don't have a house. It really does. It's unbelievably costly in ways that I had not considered until I got to the point of experiencing that. And I think that one of the things that makes you so able to, like, and it's exactly what you just said, the the routine and the the building of a solid foundation actually lets you, you know, be more get have more swing further from that and, and do exciting things and not have it cost you uh, in that same way as if you didn't have that solid base. It's like the old parable: if you build your house on sand, it can be washed away. If you build your house on a rock, it's much more likely to to stand. So, when you listener build your metaphorical house on a rock. Then you're not, and you won't be constantly dealing with the fallout of the sand washing out from under you. So you're in a better place to handle everything else in your life, which may or may not be stable. The people around you may or may not be stable, i.e., in the relationship of the Think Act Get podcast. I am not stable and James is in relationship to our recording schedule, but he's been able to handle that really well because he's got a good solid foundation. You don't have to be – basically, if you are stable, then when the people around you are not, you don't have to be betrayed by that. So people are not always going to do what you think they should do, but if you pay attention to them – and they're probably doing a similar thing, right? People tend to have patterns and repeat them. You can pay attention to them and know what they're doing so that you don't have to be betrayed when they continue to do that thing. And it's not – whether or not they are doing what you think they should be doing, right? It's the fact that they do this thing over and over again. So another thing about stability and a way to practice stability is to be really clear, and this is something I think you're really good at, James, with surfing, and I'll talk about that in a moment, but I think a way to practice stability and something that I've been working on, I've been thinking a lot about stability, to be really clear on the kind of baseline that you want and the kind of routine that you want and view all the other things that move you away from that baseline and look at those things as like, how can I get these things to bring me back into my center? Like, is this thing in alignment with my stable life? Is this thing in alignment with my stability? And so when you're confronted with various paths that take you away from that core thing, then you can keep an awareness of that core thing as a stable part of your business. And so, you know, when you look at your business, right, I would say the core stable thing is your own the race courses, your content syndication model. And when you're confronted with things that maybe take you away from the ability to do that, like, am I going to go to all these million events? 
then you you judge those and you say, well, this one is worth it, but this one isn't. You know, do you know what I'm getting at here? Yes, I think that the stability I've created with my business model is focusing on just doing the most important things to keep it sustainable and to continue to grow. So I have, for example, a heavy focus on recurring income. That business model means that each month I have a stable recurring income coming in. So that means that I have less compromise, which means that I'm now able to take risks on things, new projects, or take an artistic choice rather than have to do something because I have to do it, which is where a lot of marketers find themselves if they're not on a recurring income, for example. Second thing is by having that recurring income, I can have stable employees. I can have 45 people in my business who are able to survive with the revenue that we're putting through and the profit that that brings. And that gives us a very good energy and a state of flow. And now we're ticking over five years with our employees. That is very stable in an offshore virtual environment. The other things it allows me to do is to keep refining and improving. So now I'm constantly tuning like a mad professor how I can get the best workflow for my important tasks, how I can generate the right amount of podcasts, how I can get the production of these podcasts happening after I hang up Skype without involving me and how I can schedule other interactions using things like scheduling tools and partitioning off my week so that I've got a lot of activities built in that that will serve me well like the health and exercise and the soulful things and the entertainment and the education it's all baked in but that gives me an enormous platform to leverage off and to experiment and I really can travel now and I can decide to have some downtime uh, without it really being a huge impact on my livelihood or, importantly, the relationships around me. Totally. And I think what you're getting at is that the more stability you have, then the more you're able to engage with things that take you away from stability without imploding. And the same will go for relationships. Like When you build that really strong foundation, then you can handle bigger swings away from that thing without the relationship imploding. So like if you just started dating, and this goes for business relationships too, if you just started a business relationship and you're just getting to the rhythms of your relationship together and one person leaves town for several months, that is severely destabilizing because you don't have the foundation to support that. Whereas if you've been together for years and you've built patterns and you've figured out how to be in a relationship together through smaller ebbs and flows, then you can handle a bigger interruption to your normal rhythms more easily. I mean, it will still be difficult, but it won't be as difficult. And I think what we're getting at is that consistency creates stability. So it's probably one of the reasons why we've been able to survive with Think Act Get with my level of instability in our, our recording schedule over the past year. Because we had a really strong foundation. I've also counterbalanced it with several other podcasts. If it was the only podcast, it probably wouldn't have survived because I'd be too dependent on it and I'd literally be compromised by it. Totally, totally. So you've secured yourself in that way. And I think that, you know, here's a good question, right? So you made the decision not to go to this big upcoming conference and you make the decision to go to other things. So sometimes you know, doing things that interrupt your patterns and routines are unavoidable. So like, what are the factors you use to determine whether or not you say yes or no to something? And here's a better one. So there's that question. How do you determine what to say yes or no to? And then the second question is, 
when new, a lot of entrepreneurs get caught up in new shiny, right? Oh, this new shiny thing is out. How do you say no to that? Because saying no to that allows you to put more attention on your baseline. Yeah, exactly. So in the, in the case of the event, the factors I'm thinking are, well, it's a, it's a week. It's a week of travel. <laughs> so it's like airport, airplane. There's two days of actual flying. There's uh, a time zone change, a little bit of an energy transfer. There's a lot of people at the event. It's a wonderful event. And I've been most years. But at the moment, I don't need more content. I've got about 100 and something IP sheets here with my own ideas and thoughts that I want to turn into a book. So I don't need more content. I don't need more contacts right now. I've got, I've got plenty of contacts. I know a lot of the people at the event and through the wonders of podcasting and my blog and email list and Facebook, I'm able to connect with them anyway. So that's another thing. And I'm really enjoying the routine of surfing every day and producing. So I'm, I'm surfing and creating. So I'd rather right now spend that time preparing for my own event, making sure that my own event is the best it can be, that I'm in great flow. And also, it will build up my hunger a little bit for next year's event. I'll probably go to the event next year mm. and – I'll be excited about it. At the moment, I can't get excited about it because uh, I think I've got a backlog of things that I'd like to actually get done. I'm trying to take less inputs totally. and more outputs. And then now uh, let's talk about so – that makes a lot of sense. So you kind of just evaluate you know, the value of it and whether or not it's worth your time and energy. Second thing is you, know, you – and, I, I, and this happens to me a lot. I've noticed as I've gotten more – notable in our industry, right? Like more people know me in our industry now because my face and name are out there. I get probably 10 times the offers and potential distractions uh, as I used to get. And I trained myself now over time. I used to not be very good at this to just say no to almost everything. I don't say yes to anything. I just keep doing my thing, keep focused on my stuff because at the end of the day, I don't need anything new. I just need to focus on what I'm already doing that's already working. But I know a lot of people have have uh, struggles saying no to new things, you know, saying no to the new course that's come out, etc. A lot of it is because they don't know what they what they want. You know, I always use this metaphor of thinking about the platform I want to get to down the track and making sure I'm happy with that and that is really the ideal destination. And then I walk back down the track to where the train is and we get on and we start shoveling. Now I don't have to make decisions about turning left or turning right or should we stop or should we speed up or whatever. I, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm doing and I have 12 weekly intervals so that I can have a review point. If someone offers me stuff in between, then I can just schedule it for review at the 12-week mark and I don't have to think about it now. So I'm not burning energy on this constant decision-making, yes or no, yes or no. It's, it's straightforward is let's review it at 12-week mark, 12 week mark and then I can have the time to process and put the energy to it. In most cases, I'm – just making sure that I'm focused on moving my train down the track. And that's working really, really well for me. It certainly makes it much clearer because I've got such strong filters whether it helps me get the train down the track or not. It's simply, does going to this event help me move the train down the track? Right now, it probably doesn't, so I'll skip that. Uh, but if it does, if I can say, yes, absolutely, it moves the train down the track much faster in the direction that I'm already heading, I'll do it. So that might be someone asking me to go and appear on their podcast. I'll think, well, does this help the train move down the track? Yes, it gets me more reach. It's a limited investment in time with a leveraged payoff. And uh, it will also help me refine my thoughts and ideas onto a piece of paper that I can leverage into a book. Totally, which is your end goal right now. 
That's my current goal uh, this year will be to publish a book. Well, when you publish it, I will promote it. I've got a, a decent following now. I think we'll get some some good people to see it. Uh, I think it'll be a good book. I'm excited. You got a name for it or you're not releasing that yet? I had a name, but I'm going to change it just because of um, media disasters that have made the name not that useful anymore, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> oh, man. It was, it was going to be called the black box method, but so many planes are falling out of the sky. Uh, I, I don't think it's appropriate anymore. Mm, yeah, politically, the times. Although it was a good name. Although, you know, I guess, I guess you'd come up with something different. People keep telling me I should publish a book. I don't think I'm anywhere near ready for that or, yeah, I don't think that's any, in my future anytime soon. But it'll be fun to, uh, to read your book. I'll take a uh, – in fact, I think I got an early manuscript at one point, which I remember reading some of. Yeah, it's, uh, you, ha- you probably have read the first version and uh, it's just a matter of cleaning up, making sure it's really what I want to put out there. Totally, dude. Don't, don't, uh, you know, don't take that one lightly. That's going to be printed and it's going to be in writing. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not – I'm not in the pamphlet pushing club. I, I want a proper book. I don't want a transcribed pamphlet. Yeah. I want a real book an actual book that I'm proud of because I have a lot of books on my shelf here so I'm probably a harsh judge on what I think is acceptable. Absolutely. A lot of people are publishing things that are a bit lightweight than what I would want. Yeah, I mean I think everyone wants to be a published author. It's like a thing in our community, especially in the entrepreneur community. They want that. We're published authors with our podcast. You know, We have a show uh, but I think a book is a natural next progression for me. Yep, I agree. I agree. So stability, it's a very important thing in your life and it, it, you know, routines will create stability for you, consistency will create stability for you and stability is required for strength and power. So um, look for ways that you can be stable in your life and what's going to create stability for you and it could be eating habits, it could be sleeping, you know, routines, it could be, I don't know what it is for you that's going to create stability for you. I've figured out what it is for me. That's going to allow me to have more stability in my business and and more ability to consistently delegate and dive in. And that's to be in the same place for most of the year, to not always be being uprooted. That's been a big thing for me this past year. And while I think it was the right decision for then, uh, I really don't think it's the right decision for now. And so it's, you know, I've identified that and now I'm making taking the steps to modify that. So for the willpower wager, we're going to roll Carol. Weekly willpower wager. Thank you, Carol. So what's unstable in your life? Is it your health? Is it your work ethic? Is it your routine? Where is an area in your life that is causing instability for you? And are you willing to look at that? And what we want you to do this week is take a look at where you think you're, you're unstable you know, and, and be willing to admit that. It's not bad. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that you're wrong or that you've done anything bad. It just means that you've had some instability in that area. I'm willing to admit where I've got instability in my life. I'll tell you about it right here on the show. And I'd love to hear in the comments, you know, what, what's going on in your life and any changes that you might like to make to have you have a bit more stability, specifically related to how that can help your business um, and also your personal life. Beauty. That's a nice challenge there, Ezra. Thanks. So news and updates. We've got super fast business coming right up. Gosh, I think we're a couple weeks out now. So that's pretty exciting. Yep. Very excited about the event. Uh, the ticket sales have been phenomenal. Uh, the people coming make the event. Uh, I'm very proud of the local area here. So I like. I'd say your 150 people are as high, uh, the highest. Like if you look at events and the quality of attendee, I'd say as the most successful business owners. You know. Well, they're just good people. I mean, half the people are from my community, and the other half are from people who have been following along and want to come and consume 
top-level information right then and there. The thing that I'm most excited about for this event is I'm taking the attendees through two of the the forms or frameworks that I use that get massive results in my business uh, that, that will really help them get some um, traction. Perhaps if, if they're not sure what to do or they've been a little bit overwhelmed or they get all this information but they don't know what to do with it, I'm going to show them how to harness it and, and explain to them what I've been doing with it but also how other people have been getting great results with it within my higher level community. So we actually take them through that uh, as an exercise. So it's sort of a done with you exercise and it should be a lot of fun. You know, and that's one of the things about super fast business is it's not just come here and listen to a bunch of crap. It's come here and get results while you're here. Yes, yeah, listen to only good stuff, meet the right people, get the connections. The, the other people in the room, there's definitely some millionaires there, uh, multimillionaires, uh, some personal friends of mine who are flying who are, you know, fairly famous, but um, I don't put them all over the sales page and I don't, I definitely understate the caliber of, of the attendees. Uh, because it's sort of like a, it's like a special meetup, and I don't want uh, people to be just you know set upon because they're famous. But there are some really interesting people coming to this event. Yeah, you've got good people there. And on my side, I've reopened my e-commerce community. My Blue Ribbon Mastermind will be reopening shortly, and I'm really you know dialing in on on what I'm interested in doing on the information publishing side, and also on the on the uh, e-commerce side. E-commerce business ten- is is better than ever. And uh, we're really focusing there too. So it's, it's a good, stable uh, year for me coming up. So I'm excited about that. If you have feedback for us, you know, we do this show for you. We want to know what you think. We would, we'd love it if you could go over to iTunes and leave us a review on iTunes for our podcast. And uh, we also have the ability to leave us voicemails on our blog and leave comments on our blog. We'll take it any way we can get it because the whole agenda of this show is to, um, you know, it's directed towards you. And so we want you to enjoy it. And we want to know what you think. And we love, love, love uh, show suggestions. So we've got a, quite a few good um, episode suggestions and we'll always take more. Okay, so do you want your quote? Do you want me to read it to you? Or you do you see it there? Uh, let me have a look. It's uh, alliances and partnerships produce stability when they reflect realities and interests. Stephen Kinzer. So I'm thinking there um, if things that that uh, reflect realities and interests. So the training wheels on a bicycle are a good partnership because they reflect the interest of keeping the bicycle upright. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Um, all right. So Stephen <laughs> Kinzer. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. My quote is that never, and this is exactly what James was just saying, never think that lack of variability is stability. Don't confuse lack of volatility with stability ever. So for, in, you know, giving, and that's by Nassim Nicholas Taleb, and um, it goes back to what James was saying about the job, right? Like, okay, so you've got this job and, you know, there's no volatility and you think that there's just no variety and you're just there and you're going. You think that's stable, but you could get axed at any moment from your employee. Your company could go under. So that's not necessarily stability. Lack of variance and lack of volatility is not necessarily stable and you don't want to confuse it with that because then you're not seeing the whole picture fantastic well there you go so uh you want some stability build a routine get yourself that uh, nice rock solid base and foundation but also keep in mind that if you're too stable you're probably too safe and you're not really stretching or or facing change properly so you know if you're way too stable that could be very dull and and Especially if you think you've got a uh, inverted commas stable job, for example, you know some of one of the best things I ever did in my life was to 
lift myself out of the stable job into my own business, uh, which certainly reduced the safety. It was a little less stable for a while. However, strong routines, a great business model, and some confidence can get you back in the game, and then life can take on a whole new meaning. Totally. So think, act, get. We talk about mindset, behavior, and results. What you think determines how you act, which results in what you get. And you know, our focus in this podcast is to improve your life and your business. And everything is directed at you, our listeners. Stability. It's a quality related to strength, but it's more about the strength needed to stay solid and supported throughout the situations that come up in life. Stability. What is it? How are you using it? And how is it affecting your business and your life? That's what we've been looking at in this episode of Think Act Get. Awesome. This has been another episode of Think, Act, Get with James Schramko and Ezra Firestone. For more tips and tutorials on how to grow your business faster, visit thinkactget.com and join the newsletter. It's free. 